Hello. Well, hello. Is this my good friend Ursula the Sea Witch? <laughs> yes. Is this my poor, unfortunate soul? <laughs> well, on the line with me, everyone, I have my good friend Miss Buffet. Welcome to the show. How are you, my love? I am doing great. Thank you for letting me be on your messy little show here. <laughs> But I hear you're kind of tired today because, girl, you've been on a whirlwind tour in the last three days. Don't <laughs> or be longer. calling me tired. We just started. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, but that's no, how I'm much love. I am, I am vibrant and young and fresh. <laughs> girl, there you go. There you go. That's, but yeah, that's... It's, it's been a busy, busy, busy day. We had brunch and been traveling, getting ready for everything um, going on in my life. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, welcome to the show. We're going to start off with uh, a first a couple questions, go into some other stuff, and then uh, something at towards the end that you're going to reveal as to what's going on next with Buffet. So um, how did the name and Buffet come to be? Oh, my. Well, that's the story everyone wants to know. <laughs> um, it was involved rugby men, uh softball and leatherman so it's Ooh. all mixed up together i know it's, it, it, it was it was definitely definitely a birth worth witnessing mm -hmm. um, so i actually uh i always had a big um heart for charity and uh miss tammy Fay, where i live in charlotte north carolina uh mm -hmm. she actually has a long history with queer uh people and particularly with hiv and aids accepting uh people living with hiv and uh helping uh, create acceptance in the Christian community. And so my rugby team and my softball team and uh, were all about, like, you know, you're a buffet, you clean the plate, or you tackle the guys. And you, mm. you know, so, yeah, so I was like, you know what, I need to take the two and mash them up a little bit. And so it's buff and then Faye, like Tammy Faye, mm. uh, because, you know, as we drag is part of history. And why not take on a name that means something you know, big girl, you know, plus size, and, you know, an icon to queer people who made a difference with her life. Most definitely. She was very fabulous, and so are you. I remember my first time <laughs> seeing you on stage was at EOI, and when you came out in that buffet, th that whole table and everything, even though it wasn't what we expected, but... I was like, this girl, I was like, who is this queen? Turn around, and she was serving. So I was like, oh. Well, uh. Yeah, those are all, those were, that, that food was all fake food around the buffet. Mm. And, um, you know, real story, um, Tammy Faye, um, her daughter, Miss Tammy Sue, came mm -hmm. to one of my first rag brunches. Oh. And, you know, this was after Tammy had just passed away and said, my mama would have loved you. And, and it was just so <laughs> sweet. And I just... Uh, what a memory of mine that really kind of brought all that full circle. But uh, thank you. I try to be a little bit different. Oh, no, most definitely. I mean, if anything, <laughs> what you brought to EOI was phenomenal, but we'll talk about that later. So let me ask <laughs> you this. Um, who helped you shape who you become today? I know you say you had your team and all that, but did you have a drag mom, a drag father, or anything like that to help shape you? Well, my drag mom is still alive, so yes, I still have her. At least mm -hmm. I think she's still alive. Um, <laughs> she's she's over at her house right now, probably mm -hmm. you know, you know, enjoying her for something. I don't know what she's Ooh. doing, uh, but you can bleep that out if you need to. Um, <laughs> but she is her name is Miss Sierra Santana, and she's the one who put me in drag for my 
rugby event. Like I said, mm-hmm. it was about rugby event at the Leather Bar, right? And so, And it was called Ms. Crown Royal. And it was all the rugby guys in drag for the first time. And she said, I'll put you in drag. And so I think she was trying to flirt with me, but I was like, no way. Uh, <laughs> but she put me in drag. And I did the song Big, uh, uh, Blonde, and Beautiful from Hairspray. Mm. And, you know, um, that was kind of like, her influence and I would always go out and watch her and she was a big girl and you know she was really just you know a kind person and had a big heart and you know she still is involved with my life and helps awesome. me and yeah so I I love that and then of course you know all the queens that I interact with mm-hmm. influence me in some way or another because I'm always like stealing or borrowing or like yeah. seeing something I like and you know trying to to learn and, and grow as an artist now Let's talk about the one thing that you're very known for, which is your creativity. Where does that come from? Because, girl, if we could bottle that and sell it, (laughs) half of these queens would be, ooh. Where does this creativity come from? (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm a kid at heart. I've never Mm -hmm. lost that spirit of being a kid. And drag for me is about, like, exploring and and to boldly go where no drag queen's gone before and to think oh. about, okay, I could do this, but how could I do it a little bit different? And I just, you know, I'm usually on an airplane or in bed or, you know, going somewhere at a theme park, uh, probably Disney. And I'm like, oh, I could incorporate that. Or, you know, I can, why not an inflatable? Or, you know, my mm-hmm. next big thing is hopefully drones. I want to uh, have a drone kind of like be part of my outfit and like take off on stage. Mm-hmm. Um what I worry about is like some of these places where I do shows after I'm done or uh, a pageant, they start creating rules. So I can't do things like that anymore. And I'm like, my God, I'm not. No drones for you. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, creativity for me is what I love about drag. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, that and the message is particularly, you know, about politics and having a perspective and, you know, people come to be entertained and, you know, you can be a dancer, you can be a creative queen, you can be a glamorous queen. And I just try to dabble and learn from so many people and, and put my own twist on things. And I mean, creativity, if it isn't, you know, present in what I do, then it's not buffet. No, I, no, most definitely. I understand that. Now, one one last thing about the whole creativity thing. Do you particularly keep like a little book or is this all just in your head that you just come back to or do you because i always like to ask this do you have a little buffet book that you put on the side you know and say hey <laughs> let me write that down or on a tablet or anything like that i have a restaurant menu i put it in with all the like you know, appetizers the main courses <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I eat and i'm like oh yeah that works actually i have a secret sauce and mm. it's my husband my husband is super creative and we just sit around coming up with ideas and you oh know, hold lunch up let's not talk about that just yet because that that's coming up next so hold oh, on really? tight everyone uh, but, but <laughs> no 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 buffet won't give away her secrets just yet so hold on tight everyone we'll be right back with buffet And we're 
back with Miss Buffet. And before break, we were talking about uh, the creativity and having a team behind you. And you started talking about the special person that uh, helps you with that. And who would that be? Well, I was talking about my secret sauce now, y'all. Yeah. To all be Patty special sauce. <laughs> and that, that would be my husband, husband. Tommy Feldman. <laughs> yes, we've been together 28, well, 28 years now. Yes, ma'am. And I know um, a long time, he, he's, he's mostly drunk most of the time, so that's how he kind of stays <laughs> with me. Um, but, but no, he's super creative, and he loves drag, and he loves a costume, and, you know, he... If you ever seen him at a pageant, he's the one yelling and screaming the loudest and, you know, being the dance mom in the back. And he gets so nervous at pageants. <laughs> and uh, He's your and Abby for, Lee. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but he's part of my team, obviously. He's my number mm-hmm. one. And uh, I just couldn't do it without him. And then, of course, you know, I always put together a team of artists who are mostly my friends or people who are professionals in the field. And, uh, you know, but Tommy's the number one and he keeps me moving and. Right now, he calls it the, the, the drag amazing race whenever I'm preparing for a pageant because things just are nonstop. And, uh, you know, I had three brunches this weekend. I flew back from Dallas. I was in Lexington. I was in Ohio, all preparing for this big pageant. Um, so, you know, he, he is so supportive. And he's the one, actually, for the ladies listening, he packs up my drag for me uh-huh. and gets all my outfits together. And then he puts them away afterwards. Girl, so like, this is a PG that? show. Quick, you're getting all these <laughs> girls all excited. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, he, I'll be getting people talking about, I thought this was a clean show. Miss Buffet talking about all this packing and doing all this stuff. Girl. Well, you said it was Bessie. <laughs> remember when I did Divine and I ate poop on stage? You remember this? <laughs> yeah. At EOI? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Like That was messy. I did Divine and I had three hot boys in like US of a flag underwear mm. and I, I don't know if it was nina west or, or one, someone who was watching was like they just about spit up because they were just so like my god look what she's doing on that Is that, exactly so that, that is messy girl that's messy for your show so i'm trying to live up to that <laughs> to live it up. all right so next one is what titles have you won and which one has been the most special to you Wow, well, that now EOI obviously. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's creative. It's about entertainment. I worked hard for five years. I grew as an artist and really, you know, created a home and a family of of entertainers and people I love. With EOI, and it was the first time I kind of went out of my state of North Carolina to to try something. But you know, I would say EOI, the national title, um, was by far currently you know in my career um, as an artist is it still has a very special place in my heart. And huh. I mean, all the, the formers, uh, the forever EOIs um, are just amazing people. So there's that. And of course at home, you know, our pride, Miss Charlotte pride, uh, you know, I won the dollar 98 pageant, which is my first pageant, which was a camp pageant. Cause my roots are all in camp baby. Like, um, hmm. and I, you know, but EOI, I've met some fabulous people like Carmela Marcella Garcia. Yeah. Um, I met her the year that I got, um, second alternate with Danielle um, mm-hmm. winning the pageant and that that relationship there and being able to be inspired by her really pushed me forward uh, and she gave me that encouragement because after that pageant I put my heart well I put my heart out there and then not to win by I think it was like 13 14 points but you know that's when you're just like okay do I do this again and it was Carmela who pushed me forward and we kind of kept that relationship going she was there 
you know, at least in spirit uh, on the uh, on the computer when I won that night. And, you know, uh, bless her soul. I, I, I love her and miss her. But those are the types of things, you know, Ginger Manchester, I have to throw that yeah. name in there. I was there the night that Ginger Manchester won standing and holding her hand. Right. Mm-hmm. And before we went out there, she looks at me, she goes, Buffet, she goes, I want you to know we do this not for that crown. We do it for the sisterhood. And you are my new sister. Mm-hmm. And you know, she was there when I was. She drove all the way from her house to be there for my birthday party that year. But that's why it holds a special place in my heart. Are people awesome. and stories like that. Okay. Now you are known as our lovely EOI COVID queen. <laughs> Which was one of the longest reigns because what? Well, almost two years now. Uh, that, that yeah, roughly about two years. What with that experience? What would you say changed the way you reigned or the way you approached uh, getting prelims? How did that whole experience, uh, be it was during time of COVID, affect you and affect your reign? Yeah, I mean that question is just a book and a half. Uh, COVID was just something that all of us um, were differently impacted by and, and, you know, being a national title holder. And I I had, I think we're up to 12 prelims going into like December. Mm -hmm. uh, And then all of a sudden, January, February, March, you know, COVID was in the news and kind of took over the whole world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all those slowly started, you know, not being possible. And then it got like, what do I do? Like, I can't go anywhere. I'm in my house. So, you know, uh, many, many queens, including myself, became Steven Spielberg, and we started producing, you know, content yeah. in our homes, and my husband being an artist. And so we did, um, you know, uh, actual events, um, the corn queens is what we called them, uh, for our friends to raise money online. And, um, you know, I posted videos and photos as a national title holder. I went and hosted events online. Uh, to talk about, like, you know, whether it be Drag Bingo or to talk about mm-hmm. what's going on. I think What's the Cheesest was another show. Like, we became, t- you know, producers on, on television. Yeah, I remember the Halloween I- show that we did. Remember <laughs> that you were on, yeah, you do your thing, exactly. and I came on on the show with you. So, and, yeah. You know, and then Pattaya and I and, and uh, some of the other national title holders did a, uh, a panel. I showed up with at Miss Gay America's uh, 24-hour telethon event. And so... You know, we we as as a pageant community bonded together. Um, un, you know, unfortunately, I lost my mom during that time. Um, she was so proud of me winning EOI. She was going to come mm-hmm. that year to see my my step down, and so I lost her during that time, and that was emotionally just really a, a, a very dark and difficult time for me. And and EOI kind of helped me process. Mm-hmm. Um, and con- I mean, I wouldn't say I'm done processing, um, but uh, I. You know, EOI and that, you know, my step down was a way for me to honor my mom and, and to honor other folks. Because so we lost, oh, what, three, four promoters at yeah. EOI. We uh, lost, which, I believe, um, was Arthur uh, and then, um, what's it? Um, Ginger. Um, and uh, we lost um, John. John, yeah. Uh, John, Ginger, yeah. and I think Arthur, uh, too. So. Yeah. And then, you know, not to COVID, but, you know, um, Ginger's husband. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we lost so many people um, that just in our lives. And I, and so I, I refuse to, to see my EOI, um, you know, reign as a title holder, um, as victim, as being a victim. Mm-hmm. Although it's very easy to feel like, like for some reason that you, you didn't achieve what you needed to. But 
I, I feel really in my heart that it was a moment for me to be uh, building community and help people grieve and to help people process their own uh, experience with COVID in a way that helps them move forward. And that I was doing that for my own grief and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately, obviously, I gave up uh, my title, and, and that was a beautiful moment. You know, you know, sharing about my mother and her life, and you know, coming back as Ursula from you know from the dark seas, and you know, it, it was a beautiful time. But um, that's that's what I remember from that very long two year reign. Uh, yeah, ah, but you know what? It was great because you we did work together during that time, and I, I honestly. I will say this, and I never got an opportunity to really thank you, but uh, you gave me an award that year that I had never in my life have gotten an award or anything recognition-wise for help. So that will always live in my heart. And actually, talking about the award, I actually moved it today because I had to put in a new little space, so it's still (laughs) alive and well. So, Uh-oh. well, you—I mean—you do so much for EOI and so much for all the queens, and you know, I—I I believe in giving people flowers while they're still alive you. and well, and you know, it's beautiful. And I just—I am, you know, you know that that year and keeping the system alive, mm-hmm. you know, and well, and and keeping the branding out there. You know, Paris was hopefully able to kind of pick it up, and then Chantel. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's what the legacy is about. No, most definitely. So. Now let's talk, and then we'll we'll take a little break. But I want to go into this. Um, of course, you are nationally known for your brunches in Carolinas, in the Carolinas. Now, what and how do you come up with the concepts? Because I know you've taken it to big stage. Uh, you've had you know different brunches that you have all around. Um, tell us a little bit about the concept and how do you do uh, and how how did it come about? Yeah, well, you know, I was originally at the very first drag brunch, the Last Supper with Jesus and all the disciples, and you know, I said, "This is a great Girl, idea." We you had me this. thinking for a second. Don't do that. <laughs> like, what is she saying? All those, all <sighs> those beautiful men and in, in you know, in those gowns and the long hair. There's buffet. I'm like, yeah, we need more than wine and bread. Ooh, okay, let them eat cake. About this. Right. <laughs> I like that was something that like, nobody wants to come just for wine and bread. So we right. had to do something about that. Uh, but no, seriously, mm. you know, I've always been an entrepreneur, and you know, here in Charlotte, there really wasn't, you know, back in the 2000s. You know, we our brunch started in 2009, uh, 2007 when I started doing drag. When I was at the Eagle, the Leather Bar, I would do an all-you-can-eat Sunday drag show, and I would serve ham biscuits during the drag show. Mm. And so that got me thinking. I'm like well, my name's Buffet. I should always have food. And I said, oh, there's a lesbian bar. Lesbians love food. And I I started this lesbian bar that was called Hardigans. Mm -hmm. And we basically took over their bar on Sundays and we served food. And that's kind of how it got going. But no straight or, you know, other, you know, mainstream type of restaurants would really do brunches here in Charlotte back in the, you know, the 2000s, but um, the early 2000s. But now everybody wants to do a drag brunch, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's everywhere. It's kind of like a you know the new thing, particularly for for straight people, because eighty percent of my audience are usually you know these these straight people, mostly men, because they come to see me, of course. But uh, <laughs> you know these straight, straight families, men, mm. you know, they enjoy enjoy themselves. But uh, you know, I have eight locations. I'm very fortunate, and each one's a little bit different. I have a vegan uh, you know um, restaurant that does it. I have an Italian restaurant. I have two wine bars. I have a sports bar for mm-hmm. you know those who like 
who like to play with balls and sports. And then I have, you know, I just, but there's eight locations right now. And mm-hmm. I, that means I'm pretty busy every weekend. Uh, but you know, that's what, I don't know. I, I, you know, all of us are getting older and I just want to live and, and enjoy my drag. And because of these, and because of actually, because of things like EOI and some of the pageants, Miss Gay America, and I've done these big productions, I, I had the uh, local concert venue, which seats like 600, reach out to me and say, we want to bring in a drag queen to produce a big drag show for us. Mm-hmm. So like those pageants and those productions and everything that I've been able to do with the brunches, you know, it creates a brand that people begin to trust and enjoy mm-hmm. and know that they can get a quality experience. And so, you know, that's how it's kind of picked up. And I did Twas the Drag Show before Christmas, last Christmas, which sold out 600 seats. And I was, you know, and these weren't, these weren't cheap, these weren't cheap seats. Like, you know, but it was a great time. This year I did um, the Dragnificent Story Hour. Um, so it's all just continued to multiply and magnify and, and, you know, be there since the very first one with the Last Supper. I mean, Jesus would be proud. <laughs> And speaking of Jesus, we're now going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, we'll be right yes, back. <laughs> we have Buffet on the line, and this is Talk Mess with Adrian. We're back, and we're on the line. We have Miss Buffet, and she was just telling us about her good friend Jesus and poop <laughs> and a whole bunch of stuff. So if you missed that, well, yes. whew, you got to go back and listen, because let me tell you. Now, on a serious what, note. What would Jesus What would Jesus do, really? Exactly, fun. right? <laughs> poop. But anyways, uh, tell us a little bit about the nonprofit that you are involved in. Yeah, so actually, you know, part of my life has been drag, and that's been really recent. I didn't start doing drag until, well, I don't want people to figure out my age, but it was later in my life. Um, but I started doing drag very late. That's why, you know, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think I, I've had more resources than girls maybe who start earlier, but I have mm-hmm. a professional life, and, you know, and that helps provide for my drag, and it's running a nonprofit for LGBTQ plus young people. And I have a board of directors, and it's called Campus Pride. We work with over 1,400 different colleges. And as I mentioned early on, like, drag was all about charity for me and raising money. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to raise money for the charity that I, I created and believed in and was helping young people, you know, create a safe space and build leadership skills. And so drag was a way for me to get in front of people and say, hey, you know, give money and, and donate, and my tips will go to, to the charity. Uh, we do a like a drag race, kind of a dress-up activity, and mm-hmm. people perform. And last year, I raised you know fifteen thousand plus dollars, and and it, you know part of it went to Campus Pride, and then two other charities. But that organization uh, is thriving right now, uh, which That's you know, awesome. right? Yeah, I mean, and for trans young people, you know, queer people of color, you know, we need organizations like Campus Pride all across the country. And, you know, we just released our best of the best list, which is the best campuses for LGBTQ young people. And we're getting ready to release the worst list. Mm. Uh, We have a leadership camp in the summer called Camp Pride, which is a five-day, five-night social justice camp. 
So, I mean, I do that full time and drag is just a way to, you know, really raise money for, for campus pride and other charities Mm -hmm. as well, of course, to have fun and enjoy myself. But, but, you know, campus pride has always been there. I started that in 2001. So, you know, you can do the math. It's almost 25 years now uh, that campus pride has been around. And as a queer young person growing up in the state of Kansas with Dorothy and, you know, the wizard of Oz, you know, it was very lonely and isolating. And so I created Campus Pride, and now we've grown to, you know, like I said, over 1,400 different colleges that we support through our programs and services. Now, can you tell people where they can visit Campus Pride online so like that they could get more information and actually look at those lists of the good and the bad? Yeah, I mean, you can Google Campus Pride. That's one way. Um, You know, the website, (laughs) I'm joking. The website is campuspride.org pretty simple campuspride.org mm-hmm. we also have an instagram that you can follow just at campus pride um we have tiktok with this camp at campus pride official so we're everywhere you okay. can check it out i have student volunteers and interns and a small staff and like i said our board of directors so do you want to volunteer uh, we're always looking for volunteers to help support mm-hmm. uh, the work that we do and of course i usually bug people at least twice a year to give ten dollars or twenty bucks uh, for Give Out Day or Giving Tuesday. So, you know, if you're my friend on Facebook or one of the apps, you probably hear from me at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what is next for Buffet? What's coming up uh, as far as pageant? Or give us that big news, what, what you're doing next. Yeah. So, you know, I have been on a whirlwind. Again, Tommy called it the drag amazing race, right? Where I get ready for a pageant. So, you know, luckily for me, I've, you know, you build relationships and friendships through drag and even with designers. And sometimes the designers are in different places than Charlotte, North Carolina. Most times they always are. Hmm. And so like Patrick Howell, who is an, a, an Emmy award winning uh, graphic designer, him and his husband, Troy, um, you know, they're in Lexington. And then I, you know, working with people like Gustavo in New York or Troy Ford and LA. And so, you know, I sometimes have to travel these places to get fit in, pick up things. I recently worked with Coco Vega. You know, there's just so many amazing artists. So the drag race that Tommy refers to mm-hmm. is me running around trying to pick up everything, get ready for a pageant. And so I am looking at uh, Miss Gay US of A at large. I, I got my ticket. I know in June and that I mean, like I mentioned, Carmela Marcella Garcia, right? She was mm-hmm. the first Miss Bay US of A at large. Uh, there's just been so many amazing individuals, plus size queens, big girls who've won that pageant. And so I'm doing that this week. So I leave first thing, I think at 6 a.m. tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Yeah. To, I know, to fly this week. Um, the pageant starts on Wednesday night. And, you know, then it goes a three night pageant. And that's like my next big thing as far as the world of drag awesome. yeah i know <laughs> i'm super excited and it'll be my first time competing there and i you know they you know the, the categories are interview uh they are um gown or evening wear and mm-hmm. then talent so pretty oh. straightforward and i know i'm ready to you go. got that in the bag girl just ask jesus i'm not gonna let you live that yeah, down girl do my best. <laughs> So, all right, as we end this show, because this is always the last question I like to ask my guests, um, what would you tell Young Buffet if you were able to go back in time? What would be advice that you would give her? 
well, you know, tell Jesus you want some extra bottles of wine uh, when you're visiting. Uh, no. I, you know, I think what's important to me is to tell my younger self to take care of yourself, uh, give yourself some love and that self-acceptance that you are get, asking for from other people, but sometimes those people aren't prepared to give that to you. Um, mm. So just love yourself and take care of yourself. Don't let negative uh, eating, uh, you know, and your your needs for that acceptance to turn to patterns where you overeat or try to take care, you know, try to like substitute love for you know with mm. food. Uh, you know, think about that because you want to live a long life and you want to continue, oh, you know, definitely. doing good stuff for for people. And you know, that's what my younger self needed to hear. Um, and I think that you know, my my goal is to live as long as possible and continue doing good stuff. But we're on a short ride here, and you got to do as much as you can. So that's why I'm the I'm on the drag amazing race because I got lots. No, of definitely. <laughs> but that's why I tell my, my my younger self and enjoy and and celebrate and like take a moment to just you know you know friends that you have all around you just you know cherish them because you know they're not going to be there and you know your family and you know, I've lost my my dad to a drunk driver uh, you know and I lost my mom to COVID so you know there's going to be parts of your life that are going to test you mm-hmm. and you know it's going to show you that you only get tested to be stronger and there's a reason why and you're not always going to know but continue to share your story continue to be passionate about what you do and you know make a difference a positive difference in people's lives and you definitely check off every single thing because you are definitely a positive person someone i look up to when it comes to creativity and just overall i i'm i absolutely love you and that's being as a friend and as an artist so I always wow. congratulate you because I think that you are up there when it comes to the cream of the crop, my damn. And wow. I, I say that from the bottom of my heart. So, wow. so we're going to go. I love you too. And, <laughs> you know, EOI's become a family reunion, and you're mm-hmm. like one of my big big brothers there, and I just love you to death. So, brother, so girl, brother. Okay, what do you want me to call you? My mother, sis, mother. <laughs> no, 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 don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the mama. No, nah, but does that make George and Eddie like Jesus or something? Yeah, or they? probably. They're they're the seasoned they're the seasoned owners because that's our new thing. I love that they're seasoned. But anyways, um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'm glad that we got this opportunity to talk. Um, it, it was it was a good time, and I hope that folks out there enjoy getting to know a little bit more about you and about your brunches and everything that you've gone through, um, which it hasn't been an easy ride, but it's been a ride that you'll never forget, right? Yep, all this mess called life, right? There That's you why go. We're messy tonight. There you go. <laughs> well, that was it for this uh, show, and we had Miss Buffet. My name is Adrian, and this is Talk Mess.